You wanna make money on MMA? Let be. You wanna know who to put it in your parlay? Let be. You wanna know a DraftKings stay away? Let be. So, who has the Leslie Smith underdog pick? Who was the Mexican dude and the lesbian chick? Everybody say you mean, let's vote when the bean. Who's that out there living they dream? Let's vote when the bean. Who's that still smoking all the green? Let's vote and the bean. Come on, y'all, let me hear you scream. Let's vote and the bean. You wanna make money on MMA? Let be. You wanna know who to put in your parlay? Let be. You wanna know what DraftKings stay awake? Let be. So who has the Leslie Smith underdog pick? Who is the Mexican dude and the lesbian chick? Everybody say you mean, let's bow and the bean. Who's that out there living the dream? Let's bow and the bean. Who's that still smoking all the green? Let's bow and the bean. Come on, y'all, let me hear you scream. Let's bow and the bean. What's up, what's up, what's up? What a weekend. Some nasty-ass knockouts again. The end of the year is really starting to come together. How have you been over the weekend? Pretty good, pretty good. I wish there was fights this weekend. I actually am pretty happy about the break, honestly. I feel like we had, I think it was close to 11 weeks straight, or like 8 weeks straight fight weekends. I wouldn't mind if the 12.30 card was this weekend, and then there wasn't one on 12.30. I agree with that, but I do think that the 1230 specifically, they've done that a few years ago, and it tested really highly for views because there's no football, there's nothing else being played, so people just tend to turn it on. Uh, It has actually been one of their higher grossing specific time of the year. That might be it. They need to go summer heavy where there's nothing else on. It's not uh-huh. just fights that I'm burning out on, but there's fights in football, in basketball, yes, in college. There's so and much to watch. a lot of sports going on. Which I love, but it is, uh, some of those explanations have been getting harder of late. Of like, yeah, honey, we are going to go enjoy the outside. After these I fights, did I watch a good show that I was thinking that you might be interested in called uh, Wormwood on Netflix. I have not started it because I've been ca- catching up on so many other shows. I've heard good things. Go on a little bit because it I, is I, about uh, the United States. I believe in the forties and fifties they started MK Ultra. Yes, I have heard about. It. Yes, uh, and this show is a real life account documentary split with acting for the scenes of CIA paperwork they found later on and what they can gather from that. The, right, right, right. It is so interesting and. Not, none of it's a surprise to me. I do sure. think it'll be a surprise to a lot of other people who maybe aren't so conspiratorial-minded, but I was, you're, you would enjoy it. The other show I watched I was thinking you would probably enjoy is um, the new Tyson documentary. I didn't know there was another one out. I don't know if it's new or how new it is. It's just new to Netflix. Uh, it's a sit-down interview with him, 
and it goes through a lot of stuff that you've heard before over and over again. If you're a Tyson fan, there's stuff about Cuss, all his fights, why he bit Holyfield's ear, Robin Givens. The same stories you've heard a million times. It's just a sit-down interview with him and the way they break it up. And pretty intelligent guy. A lot more intelligent, I think, than people give Tyson credit for. I have actually been catching up with... Those sounds like good recommendations, and I definitely was going to ask you... Uh, about some stuff to watch in between this weekend. And I've been catching up with The Walking Dead, which has really not been, I don't know, there's been some really corny lines, and it's it's been on for seven seasons. It's just really hard to keep that whole narrative up and the way they're doing it. It's kind of rough. I feel like they're on the ways out. And then the other one I've been watching is Santa Monica, Santa Clara Diet with Drew Barry. That just, I finished. That was actually pretty fun. Yes, it's a funny show. That one was actually a lot Santa funner. Santa Clarita than I, Diet. That's what it is. Way funner than I is thought. Is it not Josh Brolin? Who's the dude? Who's her husband in it? That's who I see. The guy that died is who I always think. The game over guy. I'm like, he looks just like him. Um, But yeah, she's actually pretty funny in it. It's, yeah. But uh, some people think it's uh, trying to normalize that kind of cannibalism like, craziness yeah. in our world i'm like come on people <laughs> so the other one is also the punisher i'm halfway through the punisher right now on netflix i and only that, made it about to the halfway point of the punisher i could see where it gets a little repetitive but i love have loved the punisher for a lot of my life if one of the few comics i have stayed up on and the other movies have been close Actually, I thought thomas jane's version of the punisher with travolta being the bad guy was my favorite and movie series this series i think is taking over but punisher didn't ever have a series did he? there's something about so. the television way of telling a superhero story that is better than the movie it gives you so much more filler they almost that could should be do we should get a season or two of every single character before they even introduce them into the marvel dc universe Almost like they did the Flash right. to the new one. I think that's smart. Even I do they think should it's cross smart. over the same characters instead of trying to change out the act- actor to a movie version. Yeah, that's happened as of late. I was watching actually a really good documentary series on YouTube that was like the um, 2017 Science Finds of the Year. And... It's just on YouTube. It's got. It's getting millions of views. It was only posted like a couple weeks ago. And the inventions that we are not talking about that have been happening is just un unreal. Do you know we have a new continent on this planet? No. Is there something behind Antarctica? It's not. It's more around the New Zealand, but is it this was. Some flat Earth shit? <laughs> this is not. This is just a legitimate topography of uh, Australian scientist college, a, co- a professor at a college with a bunch of interns is like no we've mapped these regions of the underwater with all of our echo sonar and we are telling you that this rock is this rock this rock's this rock and this is a completely different continent that has merged and has half split with another part of new zealand and all that so seven continents is now wrong you heard that at lab b you can throw that out of the office party that you're going to be at your holiday office party whatever it is instead of Sexually assaulting someone. Get your like ass people. off the copying machine. <laughs> and, and drop a little eighth continent knowledge. Yep, you know, people will be very surprised. I really recommend that one. But other than all the and stuff we, we watched. And we need you guys to reach out to us. We're really working on a, a t-shirt for Lap B. Um, we would like something a little clever on it. Um, something. So if you guys want to shout out or email us at Lap 
Lesbo and the Bean, I almost said Lat B, but Lesbo and the Bean at Gmail or send us a message at Twitter at Lesbo and the Bean. We would love it. Yeah, we're always into the thinking as a group. And we want to have them out by February. It's important for us because we're going to be... Uh, it's going to be sponsor money. That's sponsorship money. We, we, we're going to be wearing them to UFC Orlando, and then you can pick us out in a crowd and come say hey. Which ties in perfectly with, have you seen how good this Orlando card has been turning out? How many people have been calling out this specific Orlando card? I hope so. Please, UFC. There's so many good fighters. Cause Usman it's a Covington is would be the dream fight for me on there i agree with that a million percent and covington's out of att florida but covington is a has notoriously been very quiet about talking about kamaro usman who wants to talk about usman no a uh, nobody other than meek but that's the same issue that was just also happening with yo romero he's had five fights fall out on him there's just nobody wants to fight the guy so he recently found about actually with david branch i think that just happened Today, can we? Speaking of weird, we're just gonna fly all over the place before we <laughs> even uh, get to the post show. Before we uh, recap, um, I don't favor Luke Rockhold anymore, especially going into this Whitaker fight. I think this is a bad move for him. Interesting. I think <laughs> that Rockhold does have some of the most credibility in order to contest for that belt. He didn't look good with, against Branch. Be, I think Branch is underrated as a fighter. Uh, I, I really do. I think he doesn't go for the flash finish. He more grinds you out, and it doesn't look good, but he beats a lot of other people in there. I think Rockhold should have beat him more decisively, but it's top by echelon. Have That's you seen Jorge Masvidal? Oh, this, it's almost, this was like, oh... I don't know if I want him as our ride or die. I thought we already started to split him away. Yeah, right. Do that. Um, Did you see how he posted uh, uh, texts between him and Michael Bisping? I did see that. And they're so uncomfortable. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, he seems like this child trying to poke a hole. And Bisping even said, "Like, I want nothing to do with it, man. Like, stop it. Like." Come on. Yeah. You're trying to make some kind of beef. Yeah, like, I don't need gonna... a beef. Exactly. It, it, it is true. It's uh, Masvidal kind of punching up, but I feel like him and Covington being such homeboys, Masvidal's also getting a little more brash and in your face, and he's also getting towards the top echelon of his career, I think. The I, end echelon. End echelon, yeah. That's a better way of saying it. The end the parts. echelon. So he's looking for easy money fights, which he's already seen exploited through GSP in Bisping specifically. And it's the only fighters that are really going to make him more money because Bisping brings up Masvidal's bottom line. Yeah, and it really, who wants to see that? Masvidal Nobody seems like a that. small... Uh, 185er. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely but we said that about Bisping and GSP, and look at what GSP did. So but Masvidal's GSP like, okay. GSP had one spot at 185. Hadn't he? No, no. Oh, I thought he had fought up no, that no. high once. He had never, never, oh, never he never. just fought down once at 155? Uh, maybe. I don't even oh, think he ever did that 170? either. 170? Yeah, he's oh. been 170s. So he never really cut tons of weight, maybe like four or five pounds, and oh, it would okay. be water weight. So he notoriously, a lot of people wanted him to go to a 55. He just never got around that to him with all that colitis and pooping. And he, he stepped down. Do so he did. Did we end up touching know, on we that? We talked about him giving up. A, oh, yeah, we did. Because yeah, I did. remember talking about him being a gentleman for doing it. Yeah, and his colitis also is why he was pooping all over the <laughs> ring almost, doing a little bit of that fat guy in those MMA bloopers. I th- was that 2017 or 16 now? The years 16, are all blurring together. Or even maybe sooner. 16, because he didn't fight all 17. 
He didn't buy it in 2016. <laughs> right. He hasn't bought in so long. That right. was in 2013. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was 2000 late. So, um... With other Twitter news, we got to go a bit more on the sadder side. On Friday, prior to the fight weekend, we ended up having a long-beloved coach coming out of the Gresham, Oregon Team Quest team actually take his life via suicide, bullet to the head, and a lot of people are saying that Robert Paulus was having a lot of demons with specifically his brother who had taken his own life a, a few years earlier and the holidays specifically were a really hard time for him and that's really really unfortunate if anybody out there ever get like there's somebody to talk to there's phone numbers you don't need to do that then tomorrow will come i guarantee it if you feel bad during the holidays next day will come go chop some wood i need some guys that chop wood for days on end because that's how they got through the holidays and there's ways around it but did you end up hearing any of that bad news? Yeah, I did. Super unfortunate. I don't know how I feel about suicide. It comes with the, I feel like it I comes with the holidays. I feel bad about it. And I think, you know, everybody, oh, it's so selfish. And But then another part of me, I kind of feel like your life is your life. And what you do with it is your gig. And I don't know what, if there is a maker to be met, I don't know what the whole end game is. So I don't know what I think about people who kill themselves. I don't know if it's like ultimate cowardness or ultimate bravery. So it's like this really weird mix. Interesting. I could see that point of view. It's like you really are, you know, there's a whole, like a lot of people like to tout off about different religious views, but Uh to really take your own life in your hands, you become your own god that way i don't know it's a really crazy mind i always it's a loaded topic yes it really is and every time (laughs) anytime i see somebody that kill themselves it always makes me think of all these things that being said it it just sends me off into like a whole like what if what if what if what if what about me but then with a fighter who does it or a coach who does it 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 brings me right to is this something that they would have done if they didn't have traumatic brain injury that's and that's where i want to jump to immediately, <laughs> immediately well, that's like, what i think i think of it as a different thing than somebody who's just been hurting their whole life right 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 with the immediate effects of impulse control being diminished by having traumatic brain injury in most instances it is an easy out for me to immediately go to what happened in his life but then there's the side of me that is always like, I know these guys are doing all this bad stuff with their traumatic brain injury by this sport, but I love them for it. That's why I watch. I watch to see that Algerine Sterling knockout. You're in a game to the you're the best version of you or the best fighter would be the guy who could give that traumatic brain injury the quickest. <laughs> like that is the name of the actual game. <laughs> and I love it. And the the only thing that I contest to is that these gentlemen are doing such long-term damage that they need to be comp- compensated and taken care of in the long term after putting their bodies Agreed. through this. I agree. There and needs it, to be some kind of mental health for the guys afterward if we all know this is an or, issue. Or pool, not union, a pool, a retirement pool. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever worked for the UFC, you're in the retirement pool. Admit a fighter. Like, there yeah. could be other stuff where you don't and have to pay for medical issues. And maybe you have to hit, issues. like... On your third fight, you get this amount of percentage. On your seventh fight, you get this amount of percentage. On your tenth fight, you get this amount of percentage. It could be a percentage of the pool you pull out by how many fights you fought for the organization. But if every organization did it, and you were a fighter that fought 20 fights in your career, hopefully all of them weren't by knockout or what the hell are you doing in the sport? (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, It's 
something. Look at these boxers. And impulse control is everything because everybody's sad. And anyone who's ever thought about taking their own life, that second could be gone and a little sunnier in a moment. And but, I feel like I've seen a lot of stuff because of in the military, they would always have these sit-down clinics for a day where they talked about mental health. And there's been proof, or this was just propaganda told to me by the military itself, that most suicide is time-based like it's situational like it's a manic state kind of a situation so if you sit write it out you'll eventually come to terms and be like oh or the people supposedly that have jumped off bridges and lived have all said that at the last second they said i made a mistake i want to live but when you're falling you've fallen it's too late to to change your mind so maybe that'll get some people through it just hey you can wait it out or just, you know, listen to one episode of Lesbo and the Bean. Or listen to a backup. We got archive. We got we YouTube archive. archive. You can put it out 24 hours. If you just make it through one episode, hey, life might be a little brighter. A little brighter. <laughs> I see what you did there. I like that. I like it. So, do we want to just get into the post show real quick? I was trying to actually stay off this topic a little bit. This being one of my worst nights of all time. I only got four of 11, right? It didn't make right? me suicidal. Oh. oh. Too soon, too soon. <laughs> so, <laughs> had me thinking there for a bit. Asshole. <laughs> had me thinking there for a bit. But, I mean, I do feel like my tap is getting switched somehow because there's no way in hell I picked Eric Silva. And Eric Silva is on my card and registered on my tapology. And I know that I didn't pick because I had actually his opponent do fairly well for me throughout most of the night my lap b card ended up really coming through and cashing most of my money and most i did okay on my lap b card too the only fighter that ended up really keeping me in that top 20 i think i stayed in the 75 range was trujillo trujillo versus modesky was garbage disposal i mean fake both fighters Modeski looked better than he had in a long, long time, but Trujillo looked ultra garbage, super gassed, one strike at a time, very plodding forward, wanted to stay up, but was getting outstruck. Oh, it was definitely not fun to watch, just watching my money go. Eric Silva can get out of here. All day. That's the first fight. We can just bust through that. We both had means on it. I don't care what your tap says. Agreed. (laughs) Uh, Bamboge. Get out of here. I can't believe I picked him on it. I can't. This is the first time I've ever picked him ever. Oh, I picked against him just because that gas tank. Exactly as I said. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. This is, um, I didn't really have him anywhere on my DraftKings, but get out of here, Holy War Angel. Get out of here. I agree. DeSharico, he did okay to me. I don't know where he goes yet. I think that that's scary for me as well, is where he goes next. Because people are going to be like, oh, he took out the War Angel or God's Angel. Nothing. Who cares? Exactly. So you got to really be be careful with that. The Trujillo. He can fight Medeski next. Or Trujillo. (laughs) They're like. They're totally different weight classes. Two weight classes away from each other. So Medeski Trujillo was a decision that was. Fade both fighters what the next bummer. way around. That Super actually cost fight. me on a lot of my DraftKings cards because I was so sure Trahelia was going to have an easy walkthrough with Medeski. I agree 100%. I don't know what I was thinking. Then we had Taleb defeating Danny Roberts via TKO round one. Ro- I don't know if Roberts is get out of here. I had Roberts. I think, to me, Roberts was get out of here before the fight. Yeah. I tried to say it on air everywhere. I had to leave KO round three, actually. Um, because And I swayed. I had KO round two, but you were so sure on hot chocolate. I wanted to give him a little more yeah. respect Leeway. there. I put to, li- to live uh, everywhere. 
Thank goodness. Won't good, good you. call. Uh, this one definitely hurt did me. Did you put Danny Roberts anywhere? I not on too many because I did see it being a decision. So I, I didn't, I didn't specifically pick this one out too, too much. The next one, I do feel like I had Laprice over Bufando, but somehow I have Bufando decision, and I feel like I even listened to our show, so I feel like I tapped on it wrong. Unless I picked Bufando, am I wrong? On I that? don't remember. I. Both of us were super worried, but I really believe we by the Laprise. end of the combo, we both went with Laprise. I had Laprise go round three, and I think you were like, if he can make it out of the first round, and He's you golden. knew it was never going to be a Bofonda decision, so I don't know, you would not have had that. Right, and so, that's where I think also on my tap, I somehow must have switched back when I was scrolling through the cards while they were open and I was talking about it. Where It's going to be something we're going to have to point out on air, both of us. Save. Right now, we're going to save our card, and we'll remind our audience to do the same. Right. Uh, something interesting about this fight to me, uh, the frightening part of the first Bufondo fight that we saw, totally totally different looking dude in the ring. Mm-hmm. I was actually nervous for Laprise, like, oh, no, how lean he looked. Oh, I yeah. thought, this Super is a guy that's been working on his cardio a little bit because he didn't look all titted out like he did in the first fight we saw uh, him in the UFC. Uh-huh. I was nervous for a minute. He had none of the power that he had in the first fight, though. It looked like he had shrunk down or something. So To me, it was Laprise's boxing. I thought Laprise was, was so on stayed away from it so well that Bufando threw a few bo- uh, heavy shots and the gas tank went. I mean, he sprinted, and that gas tank went away, and he didn't recover. There was no recovering for Bufando. It ended up being a TKO in the four-minute mark. Bufando needs to get on out of here. Get out of here. He's only he's one in one technically, so he'll get another fight. It's whether it's really they just the lack of respect for Chad Laprise at this point. They yeah, need to move agree. him up a little bit. They, he needs to be fighting higher caliber guys at this point. Um, I I like him, and I think he's a good underdog to watch for this point on. I don't think he's ever going to get um, the kind of hype and uh, favoritism that we saw on the card in this fight. They were even kind of close in this card. Yep. So I I think from, you're going to see Chad Laprise always below eight. You know, even with this knockout. And he's always going to be somebody to put on your DraftKings. I wish I would have had him more. I did. I stayed away from this all the way around because I was really edgy on it. So I didn't lose any money on this, which was good. Moving on, we ended up having Julian Marquez defeating Darren Stewart at round two TKO. We said it 100%. You got to fade Stewart. What I really love. Submission. Submission. And ended up coming, though, due to the damage of the, the strikes. Good body work by Marquez. Marquez is obviously showing why he's going to be a top contender. What I did like about Stewart, though, is that he knew that this was his last fight, win or lose. He might get another fight because even though he gassed, he was going after Marquez. Marquez was looking hurt at some times, and Stewart was just throwing with no guard up, and eventually that did take its toll on him. But An exciting Mar- fight gets you another fight in the UFC. Agreed, even if it's a loss and you're coming off a few losses, they're willing to put you in there. Julian Marquez, though, something to say about him. Great personality out of the octagon. Love him, yes. Really, I, I'm a fan. Not just because I fight and because I had him on my DraftKings. Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. He's Me too. He's a really good, uh, fun to watch outside the octagon, fun at weigh-ins. You know, so I really like him going forward. I agree 100%, but I think a lot of people are seeing that now, and because he's had a few finishes, he's going to be super expensive next fight, almost regardless of who it is against. I agree. Then we ended up having Jan Blockowitz defeating Cannoneer via three-round decision. I had Cannoneer, you had Blockowitz, and you came out on top. This was one-sided fight. That gas tank 
went right away. The wrestling came in, slowed. Blockowitz really used that leg attack and body attack with his legs in order to slow down Kenanier. And Kenanier got out, wrestled, and muscled for three hold rounds. It really was this a step might back look for Kenanier. Exactly like I thought it was going to look. Yeah. This is, it, I didn't think Blockowitz was ever going to put himself in enough danger to have the knockout power to actually finish him. Yep. But I saw him outpointing him everywhere. And I think this is the new style you're going to start to see from Jan going forward. He's a little older. I think he's going to start being a point fighter. If he ever catches someone, he might get those knockouts. But I think he's a safe underdog from this point. And Cannoneer, get out of you! Get off him! I think he's is going to stay for a while. I don't think it's time for him. In the 205, you have a little more time. Yeah, he can get like five losses in a row, and he's going to be fighting And he'll be fighting Daniel Cormier. <laughs> yeah, for the... <laughs> <laughs> and then we ended up having... Glover to share defeating Shurkinov via TKO round one. I had oh. Shurkinov, but that goddamn chin. I should have stayed with. I didn't never had to share. I don't. I, I don't never know. had to share. Here's what I think now of this. This oh. put everything into perspective for me. I don't know why I started to get on the Misha Shurkinov or hype train. He looked sexy. I had Olenek against him. Olenek KOs yeah. him. Now looking at that KO. Olenek, it just because knocking Jimmy Manawai out, to me, who I always thought was, was overrated, as well. that didn't mean anything to me. But knocking Serkinov out, I'm like, damn, maybe Olenek's fucking one to watch. Has power. Now, watching Serkinov get knocked out by Texera, I'm like, oh, shit. Olenek's about to get fucked up by yeah, DC. I'm about to get some about money. About to get fucked up by I'm Daniel about to Cormier. Make some money and I actually think Daniel Cormier might be able to be the underdog on that. Or at least an eight one eight one, which is crazy uh, yeah, to I'm think gonna about. Put, I'm gonna put a lot of money on Olenek. Everyone else should too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make the lines heavy. <laughs> yeah, I get it in Olenek's favor. Yeah, Daniel Corbier is looking Sorkinov rough. Sorkinov now looking at him as I think he was and never was because I don't see Glover going on any kind of crazy run at this point. So I just think Misha, we've seen his peak of what he can do, and he's only worth being a placeholder for his country's hometown fight at this point. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely have to t- be taken back and not trust that chin at all of Misha. There's a lot of guys that can do what Glover did to him, unfortunately. And uh, I think Gatekeeper outside of the top 10 is kind of where he's going to sit to Shara. I'm tr- going to try to fade this mofo the soonest chance I can get. The fucking That's what's happening with this fight as well as I was already trying to fade to Shara because he's so old in age. But he may be changing his fight style as well. In order to adapt for that age, which I do think some of the older fighters are starting to do. Then we ended up having... Fight of the Night? Fight of, I think it was Fight of the Night. We were hoping it was going to be Fight of the Night. It ended up going three rounds. Santiago Ponzinibbio versus Mike Perry. This one I did end up getting correct. I believe you also had the pause. I had KO round three, but I did have him to win. I had round two. Uh, Mike Perry did exactly as we were saying here on the podcast. He put his feet flat on the ground. And turned up the hip and threw heavy shots. Ponzinibbio was the more ringman. He had the better ringmanship in there and was able to corral the bull. And win that in a point fight. Ponzinibbio is a top contender. They both ate good shots in there. They both look good. I think Perry can beat a lot of guys. And I think Ponzinibbio is closely My, getting to that title shot. Ponzinibbio is in one of the... He's, he's getting close to title shot. Totally agree. Perry... Something about this fight to me is I kind of thought he was a flash in the pan before this fight. Uh I thought he had, you know, obviously crazy power, and if he lands on anyone, he's going to knock him out. But I just didn't see the technique really there to make it to the top echelon. 
Now looking at this fight in particular with his age, his youth, his drive, his hunger, um, how exciting he is inside and outside the octagon, I actually think he has potential of being a guy that can slowly climb. This fight does nothing bad for Perry to me. Yeah, I think both fighters won in this. He did so much better than I thought he was going to do. I didn't think he was going to make it to the end. His chin held up nice. He looked better. Even though he lost, he looked better than he had previously in the octagon. Yeah, he's definitely growing. So yeah, and it, it was exciting growing. for me to and, watch. So is Ponzinibbio, and that's why wow. it, it was really Pons, a most fun, fun underrated fight. guy in the division. Some people are starting to see it now, especially no, after this. No, can't say it. You know why? Okay, what about Usman? I was about to say Usman versus Pons? Yeah. Woo! That's a In scary. Orlando? That's a good fight. That's a. That's too soon for Pons. Maybe he just fought. Uh, Pons and Ibrahimovic might be the only guy in the division that wouldn't duck Cameron Usman. Maybe I think Usman though he does have that fight with me Meek. Yeah, Usman has a fight lined up right now, so he has to get through Meek. Supposedly get through Meek. He has to walk through that guy, and then he's got a. Maybe Pons, that'll be their That's next fight. That's a bummer fight. for Meek to me. I wish they would have sent Meek through a different route. Well, nobody wanted to take that Usman fight. Well, I hope I hope Meek gets another fight after that. I like him, too. But I don't see him getting past Cameroon Usman. Moving on. So we ended up having the wager gauge pulling all the way through. It should have been have, our if you had Emmett to If you would have had Emmett to win, right. it should have been the Leslie Smith underdog. But it was just a wager gauge. It was just the wager gauge. But it came through 100%. I had him everywhere. I'd much rather get not get a Leslie Smith pick. I much would rather not have one than get one wrong. Agree. So. But this one would have been right all day. Oh, this was a knockout. Right all day. We did not talk about it. I don't know if we tweeted a bit about it, but three pounds for Emmett. Emmett, Emmett is since talked this week about why he missed weight it was too close he said he'll never take a fight that's this short amount of time but he said that 12 that's 14 hours before he knew that he had stopped sweating and that he couldn't lose any more weight so the doctors were like uh iffy about it so he decided to stop which we've said here on the podcast multiple times that benefits them so much more the guys who miss it by eight ounces that's the guys you don't bet on they and 12 more hours to recuperate of failure so yeah. all the guys at the bottom of weight cut, once they step on that scale, they're almost a failure. Right. 12 more hours to recoup. You'll have a whole half day over me. You could drink a bottle of water that you would have, or Pedialyte, that you would have never had. Most other fighters wouldn't have got because they were making that weight. They knew they were going to still have to make that weight where Emmett already knew. All right, I can drink a little bit. I can take some vitamins. I can do some of that stuff. So I do feel like that played a factor, and that's been happening as of late when you're seeing these bigger weight variations not taking it and the fighters not taking the fight which ended up happening with Emmett versus his short notice fighter which we were almost going to skip over this should have happened but Emmett decided not to take the fight and now in retrospect what you saw happen to Lamas do you think Elliot did the right thing there because his fighter was also multiple pounds overweight and Elliot was like no this isn't like yeah. I already decided to take a short notice fight which is tough as hell this guy is in a walkthrough a lot of people had the underdog in that for a reason that Magna is not a bad fighter at all. So I don't know if it's fighters getting more comfortable with just getting gouged, but I do know that Emmett specifically talked about how he didn't get a chance for that $50,000 because of not making weight. And he would have guaranteed got the fighter than earth fighter of the night. He would have knocked gun knock out of the night guaranteed. 
I liked Josh Emmett going into this fight, and not because I ever felt Ricardo Lamas was overrated. He just hasn't had any steam lately. Yeah. He's been like um, Alpha male. Yeah, like Alpha Males had his number though. The, exactly, the, and you said, said it that. on there, uh-huh. and it gave me very. It, it almost was a definitive like my. I felt so secure in my Emmett decision. I had him on every single card. I saw it being a decision. I saw him being worth sixty five points all day. Did not see a knockout and. Do the three pounds help? Yes. I don't like Josh Emmett's body at this weight class at 145. I think he will be a killer at 155. This worries me going forward for his chin and dehydration, knowing this going in. Even though we had him all on this fight, he seems like he could be chinny in the 145 division going forward. We're 155. We could see what is happening to Dos Anjos, which we can get into later. That's what I think will be the holdup for Emmett. Another thing, real quick, speaking of weight, and I've noticed now everyone talking about it on other podcasts, but you heard it here first. People are saying Joanna had a hard time and might not be able to fight again at 115. That's a new thing murmuring about. And I've been saying it since before she fought Rose. I did not like the way she looked in the fight. I said it about Amanda Nunes before when she had her stare off with the bullet. I don't like the way she looks. Pulls out because of her cyanitis. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. These girls are, they're not going to be able to make weight the same way guys are. So the interesting thing that actually on this whole weight topic as we're getting into it, Dana White said himself already with, with stuff like, hey, we made the 125 division. Girls should be going and fighting in there. And guess what's happening? They're still missing weight at 115. Like, where he, in his back pocket, does have somewhat of a point where he's like, new weight divisions doesn't mean fighters aren't going to make weight. It just means more fighters are going to come to fill the spots because people are still going to cut weight. To tra- it's an advantage. People believe they have an advantage if they can cut the weight temporarily and then put it back on because they walk in 10, so 15 the, pounds heavier. The Having um the weigh-ins... At ringside, agreed, hundred percent. Is the only way to curve 100%. it, hundred percent. Where you can only walk in, and you can still walk in heavier than your weigh in, but yep. it can only be by a percentage. And with the new digital scales, we've done. I've seen it in wrestling multiple times, and it would make sense. I think there is some parts of the world that do have the the scales ringside of whatever sport it is, and it's easy if it's a calibrated scale. Doesn't matter who it's with; it's certified by whatever agency prior to that. So. You know that nobody's messed with that scale. Done. Like I don't even need it to be a percentage because I obviously it would suck so bad. Both fighters walk down and the fight gets canceled ringside. That would be the worst suck ever in the history. People would (laughs) lose their fucking mind. I think the real time. But this is where I think they could fix it. Uh I just think if we're about to walk into the ring and I'm walking in, you know, we're 155 fighters. I walk into the ring and I'm 162 and you walk in at 191, you should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, 100%. <laughs> but in that That's, instance, but yeah. in that instance, the referee can say, "Lesbo, are you willing to take this fight?" And you can say yes or no, and then you should still have if it was like costly, you should be reimbursed somehow because it's not your fault and that's what I love about Ellie. So Emmett was saying specifically that he should get his show money and his win money. Because he made weight, he did everything he was supposed to, and just because he decides Emmett Lamas. No, um Elliot. Elliot. Elliot, Elliot. Elliot. So I see both sides of it with Elliot's point as far as not taking the fight, but at the same time I'm like, you can't ask for your win money as well. Um it's tough. It's like you can't guarantee a win, but they can't guarantee a loss either. You should be able to get half of that 
or something. Uh, something. Yeah, that's a good point. Or I would need it. The yeah. other fighter should get penalized, and if they want to fight again in the organization, they have to pay that penalty, even if it's out of their next purse. Like even if the other fighters paying you for their right. mistake. And, th- and then we talk about how much fighters aren't getting paid, and we're talking about <laughs> penalizing them. It's nuts. Well, it's it is for an advantage. It, it is yeah. for an advantage. It does affect so, fights. We've seen it as of late. And with Lamas, so he doesn't win his bonus. His family's in the crowd. That's why I met afterwards was actually being very humble and like giving us somewhat of a Marlon Marias type of like, I hope he's okay because Lamas was out for a bit. A long time afterwards. Yeah, they didn't show that as well. He didn't go out on a stretcher, but he was out. It was um, Aljamain Sterling style. Where yeah. I was like, oh shit. He Are was, we all going to talk about the fact that out. he's still laying over there? <laughs> well, Emmett was, had talked about it himself like, woo. And that wasn't fair. Not only did Lamas not have to take the fight with Emmett, he didn't have to take the fight because of the weight issue. And Lamas gambled and lost. And there's, I think people should learn from that as well. From Lamas, like he takes such a jump th- back now. If ever he already didn't have steam, he was popcorn without a lid. Right. He was like kernels that were just burning at the bottom of the pan, and now he just got knocked out in round one. Exactly. So now it's like by an, by somebody who wasn't in the top ten, who was automatically in the top five. Now Emmett, top five fighter, the one forty five. Especially being an alpha male that pushed guy. And should he have an asterisk right now? Because he's never fought at 145, so he's not a 145 fight. He's 148. Because I don't give a shit. Like, the rankings of the Number UFC five, are such right? garbage. And how we could have our own ranking system that were truer to form, and most fans would probably agree with ours over the UFCs. And then the belts are even more garbage. How people, and it's, it, there's just as many people talking about how, like, Khabib should fight uh, his next fight with Barboza. Whoever wins that should fight Connor. And it's like, but what's Tony Ferguson doing? What belt is that? Right. So it's just, whatever. I, I almost don't give a shit about this. So, like, it's like this last fight uh, took place in, where was this last fight? For, not Fresno, Fresno. Where was it? Canada. Uh, Winnipeg. Winnipeg, Canada. So the last fight, they almost need a Winnipeg belt. And every time they fight there, that's when the belt goes back on if they want to defend it. Yeah, like, what did the wrestlers have? Different. What was the interstate chip belt or the National yeah, Wrestling had, League yeah, belt? Yeah, like, yeah I, I love that. That actually somewhat plays in the amateur scene. Like in uh, Oregon, if you, you can be the Minnesota's state champ, come to Oregon with your belt and defend your Minnesota belt and go for the Oregon belt as well in the underground scene. I love that. Or, I loved watching um, that kind of stuff and unifying it and all that. Eddie Alvarez versus Gaethje. Like, if that was a contest, um, most uh, brutal man in the UFC. And that was a belt. And Eddie wins that belt. And then he can carry that belt forever unless mm-hmm. somebody calls him out for it and he agrees to a fight for it. But you'd have to be a guy that they also consider like the most brutal guy in UFC. So you're like, I feel like I'm the dirtiest and Eddie Alvarez, bring your belt to here. That would make it more I love exciting it. to I me. I would love it. And you can build so much more because now it turns into specific top 10 in your state. But then you could also do shit where and then there some be, silly fucking yeah. bitch fighter steps up. She fucking wins her fight and she's like, Ronda Rousey, you think you're the armbar champion? I'm the armbar champion. Judo versus judo. Let's meet here and bring what we got with the UFC, and I want to kick your fucking ass. All of a sudden, you're Ronda Rousey, who you don't want to fight for belts. You don't want to do that, but you'll fight that judo bitch. If Misha Tate, you think you're the wrestling champion? I'm the wrestling champion. No f- throws above the face, and we just fucking come in here, whatever it is. Damn. It makes it... 
you almost could put the, you think you're the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Maya, I got your number, let's, you know, we'll only do this only, and kind of throw out rules, because now we have all these new unified rules that are going on, and we never know the rules when we're going into each state anyway, it's always different, so it's almost like you could call people out and turn it into a wrestling thing, but it still would be skill set versus skill set in real events, I'd be into that. And I, yeah, UFC, keep the rankings. I want the real thing, too. Right. I want the belts of championship. But that's only one aspect, weight class. You're the best 155-er. But if you never fight again, you're not anymore. So that is silly. It doesn't even make sense. It has to be per time, who you fought. Like, some people consider, you know, uh, the, the answer. Edgar, Frankie Edgar, the best. You know, he's one of the best of all time. Yep. Like, is he though? If you're just going with belts, no, not at all. But how can you take that away from him? That yeah, he's not one of the best of all time. Agree. So there's all these other things that should be brought into it if they've already fucked with the weight class. So now I guess we can move on. Speaking of weight classes. Speaking of weight classes, have you heard that the UFC, even though they're not breaking it down into all these weight classes Whoa! and belts that we've been trying to give them some good advice on? They're talking more along getting Mayweather into the UFC. And Dana White has officially confirmed that Mayweather is having talks about having a UFC fight. So, UFC still expanding. They're getting into sideshows more and more. Cause They're talking about a billion dollar deal with, with Mayweather. Floyd. He's going to fight CM Punk, isn't it? That's, that's, the, that's the fight. CM Punk versus Floyd Mayweather. I would want to see that, and that's a skill level that's fucking perfect. But you heard it here you first. You know what? I'll tell you right now. CM Punk should be worth 9-5 on that. On DraftKings. Minus 9-5, like the favorite. He should be the favorite all day. No fucking way. I got Mayweather in that Are you all kidding? day. I, I got Mayweather in that. You keep it boxing, keep that takedown defense. He's got garbage takedowns. Garbage striking. It's that's the fight Mayweather that was wins. CM Punk three years ago. I think no. him practicing all of the MMA. I think you take MMA leg kicks alone. I think CM Punk. All Mayweather has to do is get takedown defense, not submissions. No offense. Just takedown defense a against a garbage submission pound guy. He doesn't have knockout power to knock out CM Punk. He got elbows. He throws elbows illegally and gets away with it. Now CM he's Punk gonna be. And I can't even believe I, that's the fight. I think CM Punk could win. <laughs> See, I guess Put that's it the up. Fight. That's the fucking bet right <laughs> that's there. The that's the fight. I'm telling you. I'm more you, excited about that's that than the fight. Connor versus anyone. <laughs> that is a hundred percent the fight. That's one of them. But and then if he got high on himself, then who else do you put? Save Northcut. No, that's way too high. <laughs> yeah, but straight, yeah, he get beat up. But you can't have him fight cans. You can't have him fight Owen Chris Fighters. Cyborg. Chris yes, <laughs> yes. She's got to get through Holly Holm, but of course that would be the next fight. Fuck, that would be gorgeous. Okay, so we want to see Mayweather or, the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> or Mayweather, Ronda Rousey. Ronda, oh yeah, I want to see that too. <laughs> exactly. I see that too. That's what I'm saying. I want to see We that got too. some fights, Mayweather. Damn, maybe I'm not as mad as I should yeah, be. Yeah, I was about to go off on that. Like, fuck you, Mayweather. Stay on this one. <laughs> oh, no, I want to okay, see you get your it. ass kicked, win it. a couple fights, and then I want to see you get a heel right to the fucking temple, and you fucking just sniffing up. Go tonight. Yep, because guess what? You ain't playing games, homie. We ain't playing games up in the UFC. I still, the most admirable, that punch, that uppercut that Connor threw on Floyd. Uh-huh. Still amazing. I rewatched that and I'm like, God damn. Floyd, act, he didn't even notice. 
he just kept going forward. <laughs> it looked like the cleanest, most perfect uppercut. And Floyd, he was like, gink. And then it didn't even look like it clenched his jaw. Unreal. So, I know that we've already moved on, but we did forget to talk about the main event. No, I'm staring at it. I didn't think we moved on at all. When oh, I said okay. change in weight, I wasn't even talking about Floyd. I was like, <laughs> talking about change in weight classes. Rafael Dos Anjos. <laughs> what up, boy? I ended up moving at the 170 pounds. That was a hell of a homecoming. I do think that Lawler has, as we were saying before, taken. But we both had Dos Anjos. He, I don't know if he was an underdog I by the end of it. I had a round five on him. I, and yeah, I had some I think he might have been a slight underdog by the time it went to market. So Dos Anjos really came through with the cardio. Great body shots. There's been online stuff showing cage side footage of the Dos Anjos going from the head to the body in the third or fourth round just... Picking Robbie Lawler apart. Leg kicks, leg kicks, leg kicks. Everything, everything about Dos Anjos looks good at 170 pounds. That weight has really benefited him positively. But I do think that it's Robbie Lawler not at his best. So there's other fighters at this 170 division that aren't going to be as easy of a fight as Lawler is at this point in his career, unfortunately. They said the winner to this fight got Woodley. I would rather watch Dos Anjos. Let him fight another one or two yeah, guys. Yeah, at 170. 100% agreed. 100%. To me, I think Woodley is a lot for Rafael to take on. Half AL Dos Anjos I, to take on. I think immediately Marquez is somebody in the 170 division that you can start to put up in those high-level fights. Win or lose, he's going to do well. There's a few other fighters at the one. Strickland... I mean, there's quite a few guys Colby in that division. Colby already calling Rafael Exa- an Usman. animal. Like, there's a few. Col- he was like, why don't you defend your animal country and fight me? He said that about who? Javier Dos Anjos. Because he's trying oh, to fight the Oh, the filthy animal. Brazilian. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, he's trying to fight a lot. Robbie, though, it's just as much of a fade on Robbie. I don't like them feeding Rafael to the wolves. with. Tyron Woodley is a wolf. As boring as everyone likes to say that he is, good grief. It might be an interesting fight. Will Rafael Dos Anjos bring out an interesting fight in Woodley? Probably. Probably. Yeah, he did everything right in that fight. He won all five rounds to me. T. Wood just has such devastating power immediately that... Ooh, Marquardt did it, though. Marquardt did the same thing that Dos Anjos just did to Lawler, where he kept him up against the cage the whole time with a body attack. But what Marquardt did, he was juiced to the tits, by the way. It was important. I was at that strike force event. Marquardt hit him with an elbow when he finished the combination, and that's what finally finished. So it is a thing that happens to um, the current champion, T. Wood, right now. He can't get pressured like that, but he's grown since then where he throws that piston of a right that knocks most people out if it lands. And Rob- he has nasty elbows himself yeah, nowadays. Yeah, now, now. So that he has learned from that, but... Woo! It's definitely an interesting one. There's all sorts of fun in that division. UFC's looking thick right now. We do have one more card before the end of the year. We're going to end up going right through Christmas without any fights. Going to end up having to watch some of those shows that we recommended to you guys prior to. Get on that YouTube hit... Like and subscribe. Hit that little notification so you get the bell when our latest shows come up. We would love it. We would love it. Um, I don't think there's anything else to talk about on Twitter. Uh, We will have another show out somewhere with the Holly Cyborg. Who you got right now on that? Off the top, just talking about the main event. We don't have to break it down. Of course, Cyborg. But Holly Holm is stylistically the hardest fight for her in the UFC. We've said it for a long time. If you've been listening to us, we've been calling this fight. And we're always bummed that it wasn't going to come about. And late Christmas present coming to us, Christiana Cyborg, 
What do you think? Who do you think goes? I got I got Cyborg. I think Cyborg this. has the better inside game. I think she has the better pressure. I think she's the better fighter everywhere. I think her new coaching right now, she has a little more patience, and that's the only reason we saw her give Tanya Evinger the respect that she had for the time that she had inside the octagon. Holly's beat Betch. <laughs> so, Holly's beaten Betch, everyone. A reminder. What I really am kind of scared of, what might happen to this, is Holly Holmes is not feel bad about getting booed she's even her coaches have said you're gonna get booed do your plan and she's like they told me i was gonna get booed and then i finally got the finish so you know what she can run away for five rounds same plan that same plan that she fought betch with was the exact same plan she had against shevchenko instead shevchenko has half the amount of aggression that cyborg has but cyborg does slow down can she do that for five rounds we've never seen it we've never seen cyborg in a five round i don't think we're gonna have to worry about that yeah I don't woo, think we're gonna have to. Woo, woo, woo. I, 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 right now, off the top of my head, uh, late. We never seen Holly finished either. Yeah, we We've have. seen her choked Nation. out. Yeah, that's a finish. No, nah, I mean like KO. Oh. like we never seen Holly knocked uh, out, have we? Oh, um, in boxing. Who? In a boxing match, she got knocked out. She is that. She got no killed. No one else says it, but I'm gonna say it. Holly Holm has that TRT eyebrow. I agree with that, but she got that TRT butt too. She, she Holly Holm horse. has that. I like to call it that Winkle John eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter that at Lesbo and the Bean, Lesbo and the Bean dot com, and for all things Lesbo and the Bean, uh, yeah, Lesbo and the Bean dot com. Lesbo and the Bean.